This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday weekish sort of thing. Uh, with me in the room, we've got James. Hello, it's very strange to actually be in the same room as you. It is very strange and rather erotic. Uh, we've got Victoria. Hi, my lord. We've got Babs. Hi, my lord. We've got Babs again. Hi, my lord. We've still got Babs. Hello. Hello, Babs. Uh, Richard's here as well. Hello there, how are you? And John's here. Hello. Mr. Hibbard is here. Hello. In the flesh. Hello. With all his flesh. Hello. He's so fleshy. But no, this is absolutely fantastic to finally be here. But last game of the season, the, um, the atmosphere is buzzing. Wednesday fans have been singing downstairs. It has been absolutely amazing. Uh, James, are you worried about today? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, all week I've been fine. And then I woke up this morning and I was nervous as hell. I was really, really nervous this morning. Um, a couple of beers have sort of helped with that a little bit, but I am still quite nervous. Today is a massive, massive game. It really is a huge game. And I hope when people listen to this, they'll think, what was he worrying about? Because we'll have won 5-0. Hopefully. We'll or maybe 7-0. 7-0 is, the, seven seven nil is the, the average that we, we should be winning by. Um, but no, today, remind me a bit of, of sort of the uh, the Wiccan game, the Sheffield United game, the, the big games we've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, it has that feel to it today. It really does. Like, everyone's really pumped for this game. The atmosphere is, like, it's buzzing. It's brilliant. I, I, I got here at half past 11, which is, contrary to popular belief, quite early for me to, <laughs> to, uh, to get to the pub. Uh, and it was really busy here already. Like, there were people... we. We didn't get our normal corner of the pub. It was that busy. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people out. Uh, the atmosphere is fantastic. The sun was shining earlier. It's now raining a bit. We'll, we'll ignore that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a great day, and we just need the result. I will take the most boring, the most dire of nil-nil draws today, as long as it secures the result. That's all I'm bothered about today. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, we've all seen Carlos's video online, so we do need to get behind the cups. Obviously, by the time people hear this, the match will hopefully be won already, and we will have had that little sort of everybody getting behind the team so we have got a very very special guest tonight are you going to scream we're all Wednesday aren't we for us Reese? Oh, go on just I tell you, from there rather than screaming it shout from there we're all Wednesday aren't we 
Come on, Reese. I tell you what, what about if we all do it together? After three. One, two, three. gentlemen and welcome back to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Uh, of course you've heard a little intro there, that was from before the Cardiff game and uh, obviously we all know what's happened since. Of course with me on the line this evening, first of all we have Victoria. Hello there my darling. Hello my lord, how are you? I'm jolly well, thank you very much. Jolly we, well. Jolly well, better than usual. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Rich Davies, Dickie Owl. How the devil are you Rich or Bean? I'm fantastic, uh, your honourable lord. Honourable Lord. Honourable, yes. Yeah, apparently I've been told to say that. I don't know I, what it means. But... I, I don't know who paid to say that, but it's very kind of you to say so. I, I couldn't even spell it. So. <laughs> and of course, we've got Eddie Yellow there, the old boy. Mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my Bannon clothes or is it just my Bannon song? What I do ain't make believe. People say I sit and try, but when it comes to being Bannon, it's just me, myself, and Barry. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Good so evening, everyone. Have I just thought if we've got enough Bannon songs. <laughs> I think what we need are more. More Bannon songs. So I'm, I'm putting it out there. I think Del Soul uh, and probably the perfect canvas for Barry Bannon. Is that number six I'm, now, officially number six? It's officially now number six. No brilliant. one else can take that from me. <laughs> um, and I'm sure we could pick something up from Banana Man with the uh, the Bannon Man thing. Oh, from absolutely. The, uh, number seven in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> have you got that written on a piece of paper in front of you, Eddie? Please tell me how, because that'd be hilarious. Oh, no. It is, oh. I, you know, I'm a student of the game, aren't I? You know, <laughs> coming up on a mean you're street. Just, you're just 50 cent from thirst. God, Serious, man. When you're coming up on a mean street <laughs> of South Central North Yorkshire, you better, you better have your rhymes on fleek, because you know... <laughs> that you're going to be tested, whether it be with the gun or whether it be with a mic. You know how we do. Are your knees weak and are your palms sweaty? (laughs) Mom's spaghetti all night. (laughs) Um, Right then, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, well, let's crack on, shall we? As Rich mentioned there, um, as you've heard, uh, we did have a bit of a um, a gathering, shall we say, and there was that before the game, and we did meet... um, Bannon Man, which I'm sure everybody's seen uh, pictures of social media from. Again, please do look at the Wednesday Week uh, Twitter feed, and we'll pop that out there as well. Um, unfortunately, James isn't with us this evening. He's, he's off in Ireland stalking footballers. Uh, we'll come to that later as well. But before the game, James actually had a chat with the man himself, Bannon Man. It's, uh, it's just before two o'clock. It's match day, Sheffield Wednesday against Cardiff. Uh, James here, and we're here with... I mean, this is the most amazing outfit I've ever seen. So you are... Bannon man. Bannon man, yeah. Bannon man. Yeah. And I, I don't know, how, how, would, how would I even describe what you're wearing right now? Banana man with a bit of Barry Bannon up back. <laughs> it is, so it is a banana man outfit, and then on the back you've got... Bannon man. You've got Bannon man 41. How, 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 how did this happen? I don't know, I just thought he's a superhero for us, isn't he? So I want to show my appreciation for him today at last game of the season, like, well, last home game anyway. So how did you even get the name and number printed on the back? Did you take it to the club shop? Yeah, I went to the club shop um, a couple of days ago and it cost £12 to have it brought back. 
And what, did they just do it or did they say like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Basically they said they're not supposed to do it on uh, capes and stuff like that, but um, yeah, I think it's a special occasion. So so I'm guessing you you are a big Barry, Barry Bannon fan? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a maestro in midfield, isn't he? So, <laughs> yeah. And what, what are you thinking today then? Uh, I'm thinking we should win, easy, 3-0, hopefully. 3-0, you confident then? Yeah. What about the playoffs? Uh, I don't think we should fear anyone in playoffs. I mean, there's only Middlesbrough's beaters in top six, so. And what if we get to the playoff final? What outfit are you going to rack out for that? Because you, you've got somewhere to go to beat this. I don't know. Um, I, something with Forest area on, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers. And there he goes, Bannon Man, ladies and gents. Um, God, that costume was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? And the poor chap, I don't know how long he sort of carried those two great big inflatable bananas around with him for, but uh, you can't blame the chap for uh, getting involved, can you? It was an absolute party atmosphere. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the, the fans before the game, everybody was really buzzing for this one, and it didn't disappoint, did it, ladies and gents? No, it certainly didn't. I mean, the first half, don't get me wrong, was not very exciting, was it? Um, it was it was okay. It was good. It was better than we've been against most of the top six all season. Um, and Cardiff, Cardiff was so disappointing. I was absolutely like, if I was one of their fans, I'd uh, smash lot up. I got which which fans because <laughs> what I could tell, they brought about like six hundred, which is the same as MK Dons brought. You're really confused uh, with that. I thought I'd named the wrong team. I was like, oh my god, I've got to no, The only the only person who named the wrong team uh, was uh, was when we uh, we had a substitution early on in the first half, <laughs> week. and yes. it appeared that Coventry City were bringing Coventry players City. on. You no, know, <laughs> not not satisfied with with beating Cardiff. We also had to take on extra substitutes coming from Cov. So uh, yeah, what a shout out to Shawnee. We love that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a bit of a funny atmosphere because yeah, the Wednesday guys were in full on party mood, weren't they? You know, there were I looked over to the cop and there were plenty of inflatables going on. There was that kind of feeling of a Sheffield derby, feeling of those big games, the Wickham promotion game, all of that. And then you looked towards the West Stand, and there was basically nothing. There were there's some some kids who looked like they'd turned up for a preseason game. And you know what? If I was Cardiff's players, no, you know, no wonder they didn't deliver they didn't bring anything to the party because their fans didn't turn up they didn't give any backing to their players and as a result their players couldn't really uh, pull anything out of the game to counter what we were doing which was to absolutely stifle everything they they did (laughs) i think one thing it highlighted though is how good it is to be a wednesday fan because yeah. you go to any away game and you could be losing 6-0 and we'll still be cheering we want 7. I looked and at they, the... they had no interest whatsoever did they? They were playing for a point and they, they needed more than a point and it was it was so frustrating the first half it was terrible. I looked at this this you know morning. What? I was I was going through uh, the program from Saturday and I I, I thought I'm going to you know uh, we're at the end of the season now, so you can start to look at patterns in our team lineups and attendances and all that sort of stuff. Um do you want to know what our lowest away attendance of the season is? So, not not Cardiff bringing fans here, but Wednesday fans travelling. What was our lowest away attendance of the season? Does anyone know? Twelve hundred. Yeah, you're not far off. It was, oh. it was just short, just short of twelve hundred. Which game was it? Brighton. No, seventeen seventeen no. hundred to Brighton. It's got to be somebody with a tiny yeah. stadium because it, it would have sold out the allocation yeah. of a of a yeah. tiny little away end. 
you know what? We we did our bit at every single game this season. And I'll tell you what, the, the second lowest that we took was probably our furthest journey. That was to Cardiff in the at the middle of the in the middle of the season. That was twelve hundred and something, right? Wow. Eleven hundred and seventy-six or something like that. Went to Elland Road, believe it or not. Yeah. Right. Nine hundred pounds a ticket. Exactly. And that's <laughs> the reason why. The only reason why we didn't travel in numbers to Ellen Road was out of protest because um not because we don't want to watch Leeds for uh, you know for- <laughs> <laughs> This is a shit place uh, to no, go. Exactly. But there you go. Can, can you imagine any kind of scenario, even against Leeds, imagine that Sheffield Wednesday are seventh in the table with two games to go. We go to Elland Road with Leeds sixth in the table and Massimo Cellino, because he's an absolute mentalist, charges £112 a ticket. <laughs> we would still take 4000 there for that game. The fact that Cardiff have so little either, I don't know, is it belief, is it passion in their team to get the job done? They, oh, they, you know, they literally, they send a couple of minibuses up. So, you know what, their team... Um, I, I thought the fans let their team down massively and they couldn't, when, when things were going against them, when the Wednesday fans were up and at it and we were brilliant, we had a fantastic atmosphere, we created a, a fun, uh, positive, not intimidating necessarily atmosphere, but a really good, lively atmosphere. The Cardiff players didn't have anything to latch onto because I didn't hear their fans all day. I was going to say, it's, it's not just numbers, is it? It's about actually creating an atmosphere as well. And there were a few of their quote ultras that were giving it some but other than that there was there was just nothing nothing do you know, do you know what it reminded me of it goes back to a game in 1993 and it's when uh, we played Blackburn over two legs when we had that amazing I think it's 4-1 at, at, uh, yeah. at Blackburn absolutely and, and then we came back to Hillsborough for the second leg when Rick Nielsen hit the post and scared the pants off us all and I looked across and thought where are all their fans this is a semi-final mm-hmm. of the League Cup you know where are they and it, it was very much it felt the same on on Saturday, that they just, you know, they, they got the chance to kind of, you know, they still got a chance before the game. Um, we, we might not have thought as much, but um, they, they just they didn't seem up for it at all in, in any way, shape or form. And I think the team panned that out as well, you know, that, that, that they weren't particularly, you know, and maybe that was a bit of a, the performance from us was as good as it's probably been this season in, in, in my, from my perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, again, obviously, we've spoken about the, the the first half, which I mean, it was great. It was exciting to a point. Obviously, who put the the bar first half and etc. Uh, etc. Et um, but uh, the thing for me was again the Wednesday fans um, latching on to, to Carlos's uh, video uh, before the game, just mentioning that if, if the players are going to do something wrong, if there are mistakes made, to cheer them on and not monitor them. And we did, and it was brilliant, and we were well, well rewarded in the second. Second half, weren't we? Uh, just before the second half, I took Carlos's video to heart so much that at half time I went down to get a pie, and the usual thing occurred of you know the staff there not knowing what a pie was, and then not knowing what I, the, you know they went to charge me for it, and then calculator not knowing how calculator out <laughs> exactly calculator got out, and they still, <laughs> they still got the change wrong, right? But I still I clapped and cheered them all the way through half time because I thought you know what that's what Carlos would have wanted. <laughs> you stand there, you know you are, did you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but eventually, eventually, um, obviously, uh, Hooper uh, uh, managed to, 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 to break that deadlock. Of course, he came in from a, from a shot from uh, Poodle, Padil. I'm still undecided on that. And uh, <laughs> um, obviously, it was saved by the keeper. And, and Hooper just reacted so quickly, didn't he? It really was a proper poacher's goal. He you know was I think... outstanding, wasn't he? I mean, let's not let's not kill this here. He was unbelievable on Saturday. He was the player that, yes, don't get me wrong, he's been far from poor for the last few months. But on Saturday, he really, really showed so much commitment to that. And I mean, obviously, we're talking about his first goal at the moment, but his second goal, oh, well, not technically his goal, you know. The goal he made, he created. Yeah, I, had a, I had a five pound bet on a Hooper hat trick, so I'm a little bit angry about that <laughs> second goal. Uh, oh. 35 to, 33, 35 to 1. Um, but I'll take that, that's fine. But he was brilliant, wasn't he? He really, really, he grafted all the way through. You know, How I much? think he, he probably needed that. Sorry, sorry, Eddie. He probably, he probably needed those goals. You know, he's not scored for, for a bit. And, and just to be going into the playoffs on the back of a performance like that and goals, it's exactly what you needed to work, you know, to kick us on. Absolutely. A hundred percent what I was going to say there, Richie. It was so important for us to, um, it's not so much carrying forming because actually our form, our, our play hasn't been bad. We haven't got the number of wins that we probably would have wanted over the last three or four games, but um, our performances have been really strong. The one kind of glaring hole was Gary Hooper had gone off the boil a bit. And especially for him, he's quite a streaky scorer. You know, if he, he gets into a, a rhythm, he can absolutely dominate at this level. So it was, I think it was important for him to score. It was brilliant to see him score. Um, but you know what? I, the, the thing that, that really struck me was probably enforced more than anything. How much do you think Hooper's performance and the fact that he he became almost the engine room up front, um, how much was that due to the fact that Forestieri was moved out wide and was performing a mm. different role to the one that he's been in mm. the last few weeks? I think what it creates is that because Forestieri obviously has two or three players around him and then when he moves out wide and he gets put out wide, he gets people following him out there. So then it creates space for us. And, you know, I think Hooper capitalised on that immensely on uh, on Saturday. And he pulls players about himself as well, doesn't Gary Hooper. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it almost was the, the perfect... It, 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 I'm, I'm not going to say that they sh- we should play that way every single week, but against a fairly static Cardiff D, uh, I think that, that that combination of, of Hooper... Um, pressing really high, Joao getting onto the end of long balls and kind of pressing pressing when we lost possession and Forestieri dragging players towards him just by kind of force of gravity. That worked really well and it created so much extra space on the other side of the pitch where Jack Hunt probably had his best game um, in a Wednesday shirt, I think, on Saturday. He was absolutely unstoppable. He didn't have Wallace in front of him, so he was given that full licence to Rome. Uh, and he just absolutely uh, tore up you know, yard after yard after yard of pitch time and time again, down that right flank. It was a, you know, we talked about it quite a lot on the podcast over the over the year, uh, that Carlos, he's a real tactician. And, and that was a tactical masterclass from him. He looked at what we could do with the players that we had. He looked at what opponents we were going to face. And he created a team and a game plan that exploited that to its full. And, you know, the proof of the pudding is that, at no point in that game did we ever look uncomfortable, did we? No, not not in the slightest. I, I'll tell you who did look uncomfortable, though. 
what the chuff is Sammy Amiobi doing? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I hated Chola. I've always hated Chola Amiobi. I'm, I'm actually quite good friends with Tommy Amiobi, the younger brother. But, and he knows how much I hate Chola. So that's fine. <laughs> <But>, oh. <laughs> sorry, Tommy. Um, but he was just terrible, wasn't he? I mean, you'd think there'd be something about him to sign him from Newcastle. Or to even have this player that's got the name, but he was just Jesus Christ! You could have stuck my nan in there. He was terrible. <laughs> Looked like he'd won a competition, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, of, of winning competitions, Victoria, I believe one of your family members was in, uh, involved in the competition at half time. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Yes, my darling Uncle Alan. He he took the half time penalties. And at halftime, it, it was chosen completely at random, like he sits on the cop, but he does happen to be mates with the announcer guy. So when he was called out, he like ran down, they had a bit of a joke and whatever else, like, oh, I can't believe it's you, or uh, hit him on the head. So he told him to hit Ozzy in the face. <laughs> and um, God bless him, my uncle hit him square in the face. Not God bless Ozzie him. Ozzy still has a very poorly head. Not God bless him, arrest him. <laughs> Poor Ozzy Owl. Oh, I know, Ozzie. I know. I felt terrible, but that was brilliant. It takes me back to a time when Kevin Pressman took um, Ozzy's head off when Dave Barber, the groundsman, was the, <laughs> the man in situ. And he took his head off and Stuck him on his arse, basically. Just you know, so he was in the middle of pictures. He had a, a, a thunderbolt from pressing. <laughs> that sounds all kind of <laughs> wrong. Uh, I spent half time because uh, luckily, uh, when I went down for my half time ablutions, um, I managed to sort of uh, grab um, Paddy Jones from the the New York Alts. He sort of walked past, so uh, I saw his dad as well, which I've not seen him for such a long time. Uh, so I thought, not to worry, um, I'll get him on his way back. So I stood up at the bottom of the cop, waiting for Paddy to come back, and never saw him. So Paddy, if you're listening, old boy, sorry I missed you. you know, Mate, this is just an awful time to miss you. I apologise. He saw you, mate, and then he immediately left the ground, <laughs> just went to the airport, <laughs> flew back to New York, and now he's, he's happy. I think as soon as he got back, he ordered a pizza just to get over the, the shock of almost seeing you again. Oh, dear. Typical, typical. A <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> what I enjoyed most about the match on, on Saturday uh, was random hugging. Now, Absolutely. I've not done random hugging for ages at Hillsborough. And on Saturday, the first goal I ended up in a row in front with my on some woman's knee just about. <laughs> uh, second goal, I cut my leg. And the third goal, my, 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 my son got a, a, a bruised nose from it. <laughs> and it was just a random hugging. I absolutely loved it. Can't beat a bit of a random hug, can you? But, oh, girl, that's, that's, that's me out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the kind of atmosphere it turned into it really did turn into once we'd all relaxed and, and we were two goals in front and, and we, we could see what was happening on the pitch it did turn into that lovely relaxed atmosphere we knew we were heading for the playoffs we knew we've got this, this game against Wolves coming up where we can relax for the first time all chuffing season and just possibly enjoy a match of football can I uh, just stop you there and do a typical Victoria moment fire away we're in the playoffs fucking we premiership are in the playoffs we are in the playoffs that is unbelievable <laughs> at the beginning of this season when i said carlos won't be here by christmas i hold my hands up what an amazing season like i i obviously had a season ticket early 90s well late 80s early 90s and i remember those times but i remember them as well that's just you know that's what we do we're in the premiership we like win cups and stuff but then it's all gone to shit and all of a sudden it's brilliant. 
Like, let's just let's just bask in a moment here. I, I wouldn't so much say all of a sudden. It, it's been a long wait and, uh, well, and, and a long show. Remember, it wasn't too long ago we had the wolves knocking at the door, and and that's an amazing thing for me that we can again just be proud to, to, of the club and, and and get behind it and, and scream and shout and have fun and enjoy the match. And that's the atmosphere that was created at, at the end of that game. And it does feel though, since Mr. Chancery came in, that it has just been such a turning point. Absolutely. Just, obviously, like Mr. Mandarich, you know, brilliant, wonderful, and sold us exactly to the right person, as he promised he would. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, this is Sheffield Wednesday. Are we are we meant to be doing this? Yeah, things have been done right again. And, uh, and the, the, the special the special thing is for the next generation, like my kids now. You know, they can. I've seen we've been there, done it, and seen it. People like me, had it, and, and Rich, maybe not yourself, make so much, but. We've been there, and seen it, and done no, it. No, it's going to just uh, cut him out. <laughs> oh, forget it. Twenty-five. Definitely mentioned me. I did say I did. <laughs> um, so it's, it's there for the for our kids, who's quite special for them that they could possibly see Premier League football at Hillsborough, which would be amazing, you know, for, for me personally, but but more so living the dream through through you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and that, that's where, as you said, that, that we went. We, we, our dads took us, and and, and et cetera, et cetera, and and, and it's just there's, there's no better, more magical place in Hillsborough when the crowd, crowd are like that, and 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 again when the fact that when the players came back to do the, uh, um, uh, the, the lap of honour, um, I think that sort of got passed to the players as well because the players were brilliant while they were in the lap of honour, weren't they? The the, the, uh, the olays, the, the the hands out, and all that kind of business, and it. it just it was just lovely to be relaxed and, and fun at Hillsborough again. Uh, relax, relaxed is the word, isn't it, Your Lordship? Because because uh, the job isn't done yet. Okay, you know w- the players came out onto that pitch knowing that there was going to be one more home game, and then hopefully there was going to be a, you know one more winner takes all uh, you know must win game uh, on the horizon. But just you know in that in the sunshine in Hillsborough, that was just the chance for us all to say, you know what. This is part of the journey and we are enjoying this together, the fans and the players. The team spirit is absolutely unbelievable and it's the product of probably, you know, three years of building that squad together. Um, And the fans are starting to now to kind of believe, uh, uh, you know, and we're, we're so guilty, Wednesday fans, of being both cynical when things don't go right and no. we're also no no we are no. Uh, yeah we are I don't know whether no, you've noticed it but it does, it does tend to happen <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also we pine for the early 90s in the same way that I remember when I was a kid um, you know my dad who had been through all of the absolute crap of the you know the the, the 70s would say you know he'd say oh you know a, a, you'll never believe what it used to be like in the 60s when Wednesday were you know running up running up to Spurs where we were playing in Europe where Pele came and all this sort of stuff and I'd be like yeah whatever dad you know you, you're stupid you're talking rubbish now it, I it, I feel it you know like like Rich said you know for uh, you know, not just our kids who were, you know, they, they they don't really know any different. They don't really understand how bad Wednesday were even five minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but th- there's a whole generation of um, of of you know, ladies and gentlemen in their twenties now who, oh yeah, 
who yeah exactly who went through all <laughs> yes. of the crap and only have even the, the haziest memories of when we were actually good so this is this is the journey this is the bit that's the, that's so exciting and even if we don't do it this year there's going to be next season and the season after and one day we will get to the you know what is the greatest point of it all because you know let's be honest what Leicester have done is a freak of nature. And I'm not saying that Wednesday can't do it, and I'm not saying that Wednesday won't do it, but I'm saying that we have to be prepared for the idea that the moment where the clouds break and Hillsborough in the sunshine is as beautiful as it's ever been is that moment that we get promoted to the Premier League. After that, that we're going to go back into a kind of slog of... Let's see if we can survive. Let's see if we can consolidate. Let's see if we can push on to the top half. Let's see if we can sneak a European place. We're not going to go up there. Almost certainly, we're not going to go up there and be dominating teams and getting in the Champions League and, and you know and spending European nights together. So let's enjoy the journey while it happens and let's see how far we can go. But the very, very first step is right now where getting into the playoffs is us getting our club back, getting back to where we were before the, um, the you know, the, the, the wastefulness and the bad management and the bad decisions that were made that, that saw us not only drop out of the Premier League in the first place, but also accrue a massive amount of debt, get into all kinds of problems as far as not only signings on the field, but also the attitude that we had to, uh, towards the fans and the divisions that we have within the fan base. You know, all of that is in the past now. And we have a great opportunity to just really enjoy the ride. And Saturday was the first point in that in terms of, hey, you know what? We have overachieved this season. So we now have two games where we're going to be able to go out there as the underdogs and do everything we can you know, to roar our team on to something extra special, which is going to result in an even better day at the end of May. So, you know, let's let's save it a moment. Let's enjoy it for what it is and not worry too much about the future because it's, you know, Saturday proved that it can be bloody fun being a Wednesday fan sometimes. Yeah. Um, of course, another wonderful thing that happened on Saturday as well is Victoria had her bucket filled, didn't you? My, my bucket dog? was filled Ooh. to the brim, my lord. <laughs> right, so, so I'm so excited about this. I'm like manoeuvring towards my microphone. So um, normally we, well, on a good, good, good day at Hillsborough, you're talking about £800 from a bucket collection. Um, but I had the most amazing volunteers. I had some guys that listened to the podcast, uh, Corey, Matt, and a few others, um, who all came down and obviously got their free ticket. But I made it very, very clear that this wasn't about a free ticket. This was about raising money for charity. And they were brilliant. I had some awesome, awesome people. One lady got money off Mr. Chansiri to let him into the ground. Wow. Unbelievable. Louise from Hillsborough <laughs> Arena. Awesome. Um, and we actually raised, dun dun dun, £1,600. Wow. Which is just, wow. that is Fantastic. double Brilliant. a good day. That is double, like, an amazing day out. Like, awesome. And to be fair, like, I was, I was quite cautious of putting people in different places around the ground just because obviously there's going to be a lot of people there and it was <laughs> it suddenly started to rain and there was obviously there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of po police presence and whatever else 
So I was quite cautious about saying, you stand here, you stand there. But to be fair, the guys that came, like guys and girls, all were more than willing to go wherever I said. Um, I told them, you, you don't have to go in the Leppings Lane end. I completely understand if you don't want to go there. And about four of them did, because they were like, sod it, we're not bothered. We just want to shake a bucket. Um, and yeah, 1,600 quid. That is Incredible. awesome. Fantastic. So that is the equivalent Brilliant in Cavendish work. terms. So in Cavendish cash, that is 60, <laughs> 60, 60 sessions of therapy for somebody, well, for people affected by cancer in South Yorkshire. That is amazing thank you so 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 much well done well done Vic well done all the volunteers well, well, not well done brilliant. me yeah. I mean yeah, <laughs> I didn't do anything I just set them off with the bucket well done the volunteers they were unbelievable must absolutely been, incredible when uh, when I left the riverside I, I walked over the bridge and uh, I, I like to go and see the owl before I go in etc etc I saw one of uh, well a few of uh, Vic's bucket shakers shall we say so uh, I duly did my duty and said to the chap oh um, fantastic duly <laughs> Good old Julie. Julie. Me, Julie. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I, said, oh, I said, Oh, Vic's book, it's fantastic. I said, We've been plugging this on the podcast. Uh, pleased to meet you. I'm, I'm Lord Hillsborough. Clearly not a listener. Clearly thought I was some insane man. <laughs> Which was brilliant. So, yeah, whoever you were, a lovely chap, fantastic. Kept a big smile on his face Did because he have a I was. Beard? I, honestly, I was so embarrassed after I'd actually said all that. And, and it's clearly saying to somebody in real life, I've come to fill Vic's bucket, is just wrong and bad. Um, it's wrong in podcast life, but <laughs> you might as well have gone up to him and said, I'm the Pink Panther. I'm the wide <laughs> mouth. <Exactly. laughs> but no, really, absolutely fantastic. Incredible. Well done. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, no. Jeeves, we're going to need some more equipment. Then you need to speak to Oddballs, a speciality. What the? Oddballs, a speciality dealing steel, food, and engineering equipment. Where's that voice coming from? We offer great deals on all types of equipment and can include dismantling, delivery, and erection anywhere in the world. Did he just say erection? We can also buy your surplus equipment or sell it on commission. With over 30 years' experience, let us achieve the best deal for you. Where can I find out more Voice in the Sky? Go to www.bentoria.com You heard him, folks. Jeeves, get a broom. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on, shall we? And, of course, after all the excitement, etc., etc., uh, Victoria managed to sort of um, bump into somewhat of a, a Wednesday celebrity, didn't you, Vic? In a... Indeed, I went to the Parkatel afterwards with my friend Alistair, my friend John, my mum and dad, and my friend Olive Grove from Twitter, aka John as well. Um, And while we were sat all talking and having a drink and whatever else, someone pointed out that the man that just walked past and went to the toilet was the man that cried on Sky. Ah, naturally, yes. So naturally, the first thing I did was grab my muff and (laughs) into the toilet. So. I spent the next couple of minutes stood outside the Park Hotel toilet and with my mum's phone because my battery had died. So I had to grab my mum's phone, grab my muff, and this is the interview. I'm so sorry. So, how many text messages did you get at that point when you cried? Did you? I did tweet you and had a little laugh at you. Is that you? Your favourite did it. Yeah, there we are. There you go. So. Hey, you didn't even know you scored you. 
I didn't even know which score. You didn't even know which score. I didn't know which score. How much stick have you had since? Did you score, Jack? A lot. A lot. Did you score? And how do you feel after today? Jack and Jack. Unbelievable. Did you cry when we reached the playoffs? Nearly. 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 Not quite. What about it? What about it? Who's this? By the way, you're not good. I need to go in. What about if you actually get promoted? Jack can score. Uh, right then, was it? So there's uh, there's Jack, the uh, the the, uh, the sky crier, I should imagine we can call him, and um, his lovely friends, Vix, trying to help him in the background there. Yeah, they were they were lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely people. I hope that's been edited as much as it possibly can be. Yes, it has. Put it out on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. I, I have actually stopped bleeping the majority of, of what goes on on the podcast, but that's... That needed to be bleeped. But to be fair, I was stood outside the toilets. The poor guy had no idea that he was going to be interviewed by the Wednesday week. And then was like, oh, you're that bird off Twitter. And then, yeah, so then about 10 of his friends crowded, crowded around me. And I don't know if he'd been in the Park Hotel, but that is a really, really small corridor with that amount of people it, around It is in there. Outside, and it smells of wee. So it's quite it's... an uncomfortable situation. I guess it's not very often he gets accosted by a lady with a muff in her hand uh, outside the toilets in a park hotel. <laughs> that would have made me cry as well. Uh, but no, I mean, a, a brilliant point he's made there, Vic. Of course, uh, the, the next thing we've got there is a playoff. So Jack and his mates mentioned the uh, playoff party they'd have um, if, if that happened. Um, and the question is now, who we're we looking forward to facing in the playoffs? I want Borough, just so we can all stay at Eddie's house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, like, I like your logistics right here. Yeah, it's yeah, so... that's so going to happen. Do you know if it's Brighton, I cannot be asked, right? But if it's Borough, I'm so booking off like Monday afternoon and all of day Tuesday, and we are staying at your house, Eddie. I don't, I don't even care if you don't want us to. We're gonna. There, there's no, there's no, don't want us to about it. My house is Party HQ. We are 20 miles from the ground. In fact, I suspect the Wednesday team will probably use it as their base as well. I've I've got both days booked off. The Monday, Tuesday, booked off from work now. So wherever it is, whatever happens, I'm I'm going to make sure I can do as much as I can to get there. So uh, Brighton or or Borough, I don't really care. In all seriousness, it's actually going to be really interesting to see who it is because while we are sunning ourselves on the beach in Wolverhampton at the weekend, um, Brighton and Borough. <clears throat> are going to be going at it like serious balls to the wall of strongest teams giving it their all. I hope there are five sendings off 16 injuries, <laughs> uh, you know, solid carnage happening and one team emerges victorious and worthy of it because whoever isn't is going to have to deal with the fact that, um, well, if it's Brighton, they'll have done a, a 300 mile in each direction round trip up to Middlesbrough and then they're going to have to come up to Sheffield again, uh, you know, kind of five days later. Four days later. <laughs> um, and if it's Borough, they're going to have to uh, come down to Hillsborough and play a team that, let's be honest here, after the first 87 seconds or whatever it was, um, just before New Year, comprehensively played them off the park with a team that included Jeremy Hillan playing up front. So... Um, <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? I'm really looking forward to it. I was quite, uh, you know, w- when it became obvious we were going to finish sixth, I was thinking, oh, you know what? You know, the playoffs are great, but I don't think we've got enough to beat these two teams. Actually, I think it's, what's going to happen this week is a massive leveller for us. Um, and I'm glad that we've got the first leg at Hillsborough because, you know what? We will bring the noise once again. We will fill the ground with... Uh, with Wednesday fans, especially at the price is £20 a ticket for adults. Well done. Unbelievable. And thank you, Mr. Chancery, for that. Yeah, absolutely it's brilliant. Unbelievable. We're going to make it absolutely huge. Um, and honestly, I don't care who comes because I think they're going to be intimidated by a Wednesday team that has their tails up and fans that are... Uh, we want it so much. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the prospect. Uh, and I'll be watching the game uh, up, at, up at the Riverside Stadium on Saturday uh, with a lot of interest because they're not going to pull any punches, you know, because they, you know, it's for all the marbles, isn't it? You know, this is getting promoted. So they're going to leave nothing out there. And I just hope that whoever doesn't make it really has nothing left in the tank and we can pick them off because, uh, you know what, it's... Uh, it's it's a nice situation to be in, I think, right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And and again, it, 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 as you said, I mean, Carlos has been sort of touting us as underdogs. Um, he did a very sort of similar thing with Arsenal. Personally, I think Carlos might be underplaying us a little bit, maybe just to get us uh, sort of a false sense of security. No, I, I, we're terrible, aren't we? No, I mean, we're not they terrible. They don't want to play us. That's. That's, it's too much of me. No, play along with it. Play along sorry, with it. Sorry, sorry. Yes, we're it's, awful. Sorry. How on earth have we made this really, playoff? It's a really, really easy game for them. They can just sit back and let it happen. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't think there's any pressure on us whatsoever. It's just go out there, play. And, and you know, Carlos won't go up there for a draw or, or anything like that. It's not going to be, even if we're, you know, it's, God forbid, we're three up after the first game. Even then he wouldn't go up for a draw, I don't think. You know, it's not his style and... It just it just be you know it, if we don't if we don't get going you go, go up uh, or get into the final you know nobody's going to be that going to be completely gutted we'll be disappointed I think but as Eddie said earlier we are overachieving right now and uh, you know to just just to get here is is such a massive thing for us and. Uh, you know, the rest is a bonus. Well, this is what Carlos does, isn't it? He goes up, he gets his great big Portuguese balls out and says, here, have a cracking look at them. <laughs> and then that's it. Off we fly. No um, right then, ladies and gents. So let's have a little natter about the, um, the the Wolves game, shall we? And uh, I'm sure you can hear in the background. <laughs> We've got a, a little visitor with us. James has popped in from his holiday to say hello. Hi there, jail boy. As you can tell, I am in a traditional Irish bar playing <laughs> traditional Irish music in the background. Traditional Hi, Irish James. music. Hi. Hi. Um, this isn't your yeah. proper holiday, though. Your proper holiday is in June. No, this is like a mini break. This is just a, you know, it's, I mean, it's been a stressful few, few weeks, been a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so I, I treat myself to a little break in uh, in Belfast. Um, just to um, you know, get get my get my head in in order before the uh, the Wolves game and then the playoffs after that. Fantastic. What have you been up to then, James? Um, since I've been in Belfast. Yeah. Is it broadcast? I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. It's mainly involved beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh this, my God, this will I'm so not shocked. come as a surprise. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, the place that I'm in now is a really small kind of. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess you'd. Just, it's like a cafe bar, uh, but it has a very good selection of beer. I'm currently drinking a grapefruit IPA. It's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you about um, 
the the flight here uh, because and this is God's honest truth about four people behind me in the queue for to go through like airport security was Kieran Westwood. Did oh, genuinely. Wow. Did wow. you touch him? Um, <laughs> did you grow up? Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a damn good think about it, but uh, but no, I didn't. But it got it got straight through security. No, you know, no questions asked. They obviously knew who he was. They know that he's Sheffield Wednesday, so he got straight through. Um, was he, he carrying was... like a Louis Vuitton boot bag under his arm, like in, like his <laughs> actual arm? Very light. They never just and... they never just carry them, do they? They're always in the armpit. He was all I can tell you. He was on his own. He was travelling very light. He only had kind of one bag with him, um, but he was wearing very nice trainers. Um, he wasn't. <laughs> expect nothing less. Yeah. Were they clean? He wasn't you can tell the, a lot um, of a man from his trainers. Yeah. Very, were they high tech? He was, he was very. Yeah. Dola. No, they were. They were Dola. like Dola. Jordans. Were they a pair, <laughs> ma- air were a pair of got little air bubbles sticks. in the side? British, it was, it was British nights. Um, but he, he wasn't. He wasn't on the plane to uh, Belfast, so I assumed that he was going to Dublin. Uh, which I don't know if that means anything, but it was yes yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. So the the Tuesday on a, a normal week where we've got a game on a Saturday. I don't know if that would suggest that he's been granted a bit of leave and he's not going to play on Saturday. I don't know. It's a really good point. The one thing oh, that I, just... I need to know is whether uh, when he got to the gate and they announced, you know, can passengers uh, in rows, you know, 21 to 38, please come forward and, and board the plane. Did he then, like, crouch down with a towel over his head <laughs> for a bit? <laughs> just while all of that was going on. And then when it all finished, uh, he, he then, you know, threw the towel away, uh, went up, uh, hugged one of the, one of the, uh, the, the, the gate staff and yeah, then yeah. went straight to the plane like that. Yeah, and then Amazing. yeah, yeah, both hands, one finger pointing up to the sky. Yes, that was it. <laughs> so, do, do you think that could suggest that we might see the likes of uh, Semedo and uh, obviously the, uh, the the not so much fringe players because we all love Semedo, we all love all the players at the minute. Yeah. But do, do you think Carlos is gonna gonna rest people, or do you think he's gonna sort of try and keep that momentum going? I think Carlos will stay true to who Carlos is. I think he will play. He'll play a strong team. I think he'll make a couple of changes. Um, and, and, and possibly Westwood could be one of them, but I think other than that, we'll see a more or less full-strength team because um, how much would we all kill to see George Hurst though? I think he's away on international Yeah, absolutely. Duty. But is this it? is this is not just like a you know like a mid-table end-of-season nothing game. You know, we, we've got to win this game to make sure that we're going into the playoffs in really good form because uh, we've had a wobble. But you know, beating Cardiff three 0 was a great result. But we need to follow that up by giving Wolves a good hammer in as well. Um, and all the evidence, I don't know if you've seen any of this, but um, it's quite a few people that have done kind of studies this week and they've put tweets out and stuff about teams that, that go into the playoffs in bad form never win the playoffs. It's always the teams that have won either their last two, three, maybe four games that, that go on and win the playoffs. So, yeah, we've, we've just got to absolutely make sure that we beat Wolves, and I think that means playing our full-strength team. It's a bit of a shame, really, because I don't think we, we might not see Semedo as much or at all after this season would we and personally I'd really love to see him uh, just uh, having a, a bit of a run out he's, he's got a role to play in the club though hasn't he but I, I'm not sure that it's a role on the pitch anymore I, don't honestly, think, I just don't I, think he's of that standard I think I don't care whether he's of that standard or not I want to see him leading us out uh, 
in our first game in the Premier League. I don't care how badly he played. I don't care if he immediately slots six own goals. Could he be a mascot? Would you accept him as a mascot? No. Holding Kira hand. No, no, I'll be, I'll be the mascot. Samido can, can play. I don't care. You know, I, loyalty in football is, is something, is an art that we are losing. And... Uh, Jose Semedo, all that he ever wanted was to be the equal of Cristiano Ronaldo, his best friend. And you know what? <laughs> Playing for Sheffield Wednesday in the Premier League immediately puts you on that level. They talk about great clubs. They talk about Real Madrid. They talk about Barcelona. And they talk about Sheffield Wednesday. So I think we need to make sure that Jose Semedo's dream comes true. Uh, at the very least, can we put him in a Baz Owls costume and, and get him out there as Baz Owls? <laughs> He'd be too busy hugging people to do anything else, wouldn't he? You'd be like, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Can you imagine Samido and Rita Johnson as Ollie and Baz Owl going forward? From now he would have grown by about a foot. <laughs> Can you imagine? All you'd be able to see was Reader's neck and then this owl head just on top. <laughs> Wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> With new Hugh on the back of the chair. <laughs> Another thing is, just while we've got James on the line, so before he has to go and, and, and finish drinking Ireland dry, um, you, you did notice a bit of a cracking tweet as well this week, didn't you, Jay? Oh, boy. oh is this uh, is this the Lee Peacock tweet? This Absol- was absolutely fantastic. We all see it every day. There is if you if you follow the SWFC hashtag, you'll see that every day there is this page that posts like a word search where you've got to find like seven or eight Wednesday players in it, uh, and it's been going for years. So obviously it gets more obscure every day. But I didn't realise that they do this for every single club, um, and there's one that they do for Mansfield. Uh, with you know famous I think it's Mansfield yeah famous famous former Mansfield players of course uh, Lee Peacock uh, played for Mansfield um, and he was the first to spot himself in the uh, in the word search that they uh, <laughs> that oh, they published Lee, we and they just they, they put out this brilliant tweet which was congratulations to Lee Peacock first to find Lee Peacock in our word search <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> So, somewhere in Mansfield, there's like some eleven-year-old kid who who like raced to get that answer and found it. It was like a minute too late. In your face, Mansfield kid. Lee Peacock is here. I found myself. I am so proud. Just before I go, can I just? Um, I'm really proud of this. I'm just point out that on Saturday after the Cardiff game, I made it out until nearly nearly nine o'clock. Round of applause. Fantastic. See, everybody is on the up. Even James's bedtime is on the Although up. Although you did leave the pub drunk at about eight o'clock and said you were going home to bed. So was that yeah, like no, no, just an no. hour journey home? Or? I, um, I, I, I did go to another pub on the way home and I'm trying to remember where it was. It was Champs. I went to Champs for a beer before Ooh. staggering home and buying a burrito, which apparently most of which uh, ended up in my beard. Um, so I was staggering down Ecclesall Road with um, bits of chicken dangling from my beard. And this, I didn't, I didn't realize ladies until my house or there. gentleman, is my best friend James. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you're I mean, interested, you very proud get in right touch. Now. You must be very proud. If you want to date James, it's at Victoria1867. <laughs> Send me your name, your photo, and your vital statistics. Make sure and you use the you hashtag beard, burrito beard. <laughs> Phil so you, James's beard. I will you get, you bet get, you. <laughs> you get a day and a meal out of his beard. 
<laughs> James, thank you so, so much. Oh, boy. What an absolute pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. I'll be. Thank you, thank you. Love and you. Um, Have a great yeah, time. as ever, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm back on Friday, so I'll be at Wolverhampton on Saturday. So, uh, to cheers to me, the one. Wednesday fans having a big playoff party. Come on. Fantastic. Well, I like the win, right. my friend. <laughs> See you later, night. guys. Let me know you're home safe. Of course I will. I'll give you two rings <laughs> later on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, guys. Bye. 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 The sad thing is, he actually will. <laughs> <laughs> The Wednesday Week is proud to be associated with Cavendish Cancer Care. Cavendish is a Sheffield charity dedicated to improving the quality of life for people living with cancer. No one should face cancer alone, so Cavendish provides emotional support through counselling and complementary therapies. The services they provide are free of charge and are funded through donations. If you can help or would like to find out more information, you can go to www.cavcare.org.uk. That's C A V. C-A-R-E dot org dot UK. Um, right then, ladies and gents. So obviously, uh, there's not been a, a huge amount of Wednesday news uh, this week because of, obviously, the excitement that we've had. So um, again, we've put that little uh, message out there. Well, why do we do this to ourselves? Asking people if they have any questions for us. Um, hold on to your hats, ladies and gents. Um, it, it gets a little bit silly, uh, mainly due to uh, Neil Hargreaves and uh, Cleggie Clark. Um, <laughs> basically... <laughs> Um, tickling each other, shall we say, over there on our Facebook internet. So, first things first. Um, uh, Neil Hargreaves asks, how far can Chris waddle? Probably well, I can, I can tell you this, actually. Um, because Chris waddled about three years ago, four years ago, Cavendish Cancer Care, all the way around Chatsworth. Ah, so, so he there can, you go. He can waddle a long way. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Cleggie says, can Jack hunt? Of course he does, but uh, he, he only obeys the law, and so therefore... He hunts using a, a drag, a drag hunting mechanism involving, <laughs> uh, involving a, a, a perfumed rag being pulled around fields. <laughs> the last thing that we need is Jack Hunt being arrested and jailed for contravention of the <laughs> Hunting with Dogs Act 2004. Uh, next one, we all know the answer to. Uh, do you think again from from Neil Hargreaves? Uh, do you think Victoria would? Is yes. that a statement or a question? <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course she would, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, then it just got really silly after that. Um, Ash Rogers over there again on Facebook has, um, how much fudge can Dan pack? Again, a bit, let's face it. He's, he's, a, he's a seasoned professional at packing fudge. <laughs> he's a seasoned fudge packer. <laughs> Um, next one we've got on there let's have a little nosy now again Cluggy Clark over there on Facebook did Victoria get her bucket filled yes we've covered how yes. much Victoria got her bucket filled to the filled. brim absolutely to the brim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so someone we'll... actually used that hashtag the other day absolutely to yeah. the brim to oh, yeah. the brim <laughs> thanks Matt <laughs> Taylor <laughs> so uh, from Ben Malam over there on Twitter uh, Monster Munch got smaller or have your hands got bigger well, I've been five foot two since I was about 11, so I'm pretty much guessing that my hands have not got bigger nor smaller. <laughs> so uh, you're, I also don't like Monster Munch, so I can't comment. Oh, you can't. Mon- roast beef Monster they Munch smell the like feet. ever. They smell like feet. They smell like feet. I don't want to eat feet. Maybe. Shaped like feet, right? Are you but sure that your, your feet don't smell like crisps? No, right. <laughs> if it, right. I don't want to smell feet and eat something in the shape of a foot. 
why is that even a snack? Oh, I've seen those videos. Stop fibbing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Next one. Oh, Paddy over there at the New York Owls. Um, How much drink was consumed by the team in total uh, at the weekend? Um, I I think we're probably best off not divulging that. uh, I think we took some photos. I'm pretty sure that the stack of empty plastic pipe pots reached over a couple of foot. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll pop the photo out on on the social medias, shall we? Um, (laughs) um, Right, what else we got? My favourite one, my lord, was from uh, Matthew Swindle, and it was... uh... It's one that Eddie actually answered, but it was, what's your opinion on the pedestrian pedestrianisation, easy for me to say, of Norwich City Centre? <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, think it's important that consumers have access to Dixon's. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's, that's a joke that hasn't been done enough in the last couple of years. <laughs> Uh, quite a serious question, actually, from uh, from Egg Sutcliffe over there on Twitter. It says, uh, are we ready to be promoted? Uh, could we survive in the Premiership at the moment? Yes, as long as we play Jose Semedo every time. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good point. I mean, if, if we do get this, this sort of flash promotion that none of us were really expecting, do you think that, uh, obviously, uh, we've got a few players on, on long-term contracts now, so it, we're gonna, we've got the, the, the spine of the team, if you like. But obviously, I think we'd expect Mr. Mr. C to, to, to dump a bit more money to the place as well. Do you think on, on players, etc.? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I think if we go up, you know, we're going to invest, aren't we? Because he's going to get all the money anyway. And we all know Mr. Chancery is not in this for money now. He is, it's not even a question in his mind about making money. He is in this for just having a bit of a laugh, chucking some money around. It's, it's just a rich boy's hobby, isn't it? Um, and he's loving it. So if we go up, yes, he's going to invest. Of course he is. But if we don't, we've got next season, season after, and we will do it the easier way than what's <laughs> happened this season. So I'm not worried in the slightest. If we go up, yes, he will invest. If we don't, he'll keep going as he was. You know, the the fun part is that we're not we're not one of these teams that has bought a load of players in and they have been bought because they're at the peak of their career and this is the chance for them to get up to the Premier League. We're actually a team that's still on the upward curve with young players and all that sort of stuff. You know, so um, who's to say that the team that we've currently got that are doing all right in the Championship? aren't also capable of stepping up and doing it in the Premier League. It would be amazing to think that we could be playing. You know, there's some of them, you know, Wallace is probably past it as far as, you know, improving as a player is concerned. Leuven's likewise. Westwood's probably at his peak. But hey, guess what? Uh, You know, we've still got the core of a team who are 23, 24, 25, 26. Uh, A a couple of extra players of real quality. And I can imagine that team competing, uh, you know, to to at least be comfortable in the Premier League come May 2017 or 2018. So, hey, How let's, let's enjoy it. the area out of interest? 206. <laughs> <laughs> no, how old is he? He is uh, 1990, so he is 26. Oh, my God. So old. Mm. Uh, well, this is. I mean, I know we've done a lot of, of harking back this evening, which has made me feel like an extraordinarily old lord. But um, if you look at the team that, that did get that promotion on, in the '91 season, um, a lot of that team 
uh, obviously Nielsen, Ersti, uh, etc., 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 did come into that Premiership team. We, we had a few additions, of course, uh, Mark Bright, etc., when we did get to the Premier League. But we've done it before, haven't we? It's the spine of the team that's a really important thing, and that um, that, that 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 team spirit, that that togetherness, and it's certainly something we're seeing, isn't it? I think the spine is the key thing there, isn't it, mate? You know, we've got, uh, you know, I talked about Westwood. Um, Wild Smith will come into his own and will replace Kieran Westwood at some point. So, goalkeeper, check. Tom Lee's very young still, check. In midfield, we've got Hutchison and Lee, check. But, you know, Barry Bannon's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but those two will be absolutely key. And then up front, you know, Lucas Joao is not the finished article yet. He's a real project and you know that's before we get into um you know the progeny of David Eric Hurst this is a team that isn't as good as it's going to be and that's what's the most exciting thing for me absolutely absolutely it's right good isn't it it is it is how exciting is it a bit of a shout to to James Nelson that that popped a similar question about about uh, if if we do get promoted and finally uh, from the questions for this evening uh, Andy Stevenson again over there on Twitter um, says um, exactly where is the safest place to sit when new who shoots Um, he thought to be safe in the the north stand but apparently he wasn't (laughs) Uh, Ramel Lane, adjacent to the 18-yard box. <laughs> if, if you want to come and sit round here, right, sit on my back garden. You can't leave the North Stand from there. Is that a euphemism? So you'll be <laughs> No! No, it's not. Fudge isn't even on. Stop it. Right? You can sit on my back garden. You can't see the North Stand. You can't see the South Stand. You can't see the West Stand. So it's absolutely fine there. I'm pretty sure you won't get hit by a new who shot. However, I can't guarantee it. So please have your own insurance. Whenever you walk into Victoria's house, you do have to sign the waiver beforehand. Just in case. Just in case new who takes a corner or a shot. That's like a a challenge to get a football from the pitch in your back garden there. No, it's not. No, please. There you go, Dave. That. There you go. That could be Cavendish Cancer Care's next charity event. People just kicking <laughs> footballs out of it. And Dave shoot. Shove your balls in Vic's back garden. No! <laughs> Phil oh, Vic's oh, back I'm going home. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen. So that's just going to bring us uh, to an end for this week's show. Of course, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to speak more about what will happen when we do reach the Premiership in our pre season um, podcasts for next year. Um, right then, gentlemen. So um, just before we do pop off, um, we have had a bit of a correspondence from our friends uh, over there at Essex Owls who are having a, another get together um, for the. Um, uh, the, the playoff legs, of course. Uh, they're arranging a night out in Chelmsford for the second uh, leg away semi. Uh, they'll be in the pub, The Plough, next to the Chelmsford train station. So if you would like to get involved with that, you're down, down that in that surf, where all them surf people live. Um, Shall we send fudge? To be honest, ruin their night. Yeah, it just spoiled yeah. it for everybody, wouldn't it? It ruins everyone's night anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you would like to get in touch, of course, uh, at Essex Owls over there on Twitter, and of course, uh, the chap that runs that, Nick, he also does a cracking podcast himself, uh, What the Foe Travel Podcast, with his uh, lovely other half, Amy. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, have a little search for that as well. Um, Victoria. Oh, oh, oh no! Before we go, can I mention my new job? You've got a new job. Oh wow. Yeah. This sounds terrifying. I'm not on Babe Station, right? So, my lord, I have just this week secured a role. Ooh, 
Um, I'm going to be writing for the72.co.uk. Oh. I'm going to be the Sheffield Wednesday consultant. So if you have any stories or, in fact, no, don't. Don't send me anything. I'm fine on my own. But, yeah, so tune in and look out for my words. Hang on, that's going to be a, like a three-week role, literally, because the 72 <laughs> is all about teams that aren't I know, in the I know, I know, but after that, I still get paid to, like, do other stuff. It's Real. just, for the time being, I'm doing Wednesday. It's fine. Well, send me a price list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they must have been scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Uh, Victoria. Oh, right. <laughs> it's all right. I'll just, I'll just scrunch up my journalism Can qualifications I... and shove them in your facial. <laughs> sure. Can I just add something before you, you go over to Vic? I'm no. just literally on Twitter. Uh, Coventry City have just announced their player of the season. Oh, go on, go oh, on, please. please. Oh my John God, Fleck. Oh, what? John oh. Fleck. It's not Reader Johnson. Oh. Everyone be good. Who the hell is John Fleck? Never heard of him. Ooh, I've never heard of him. A no. John Fleck is like what you get if you flick a tin of paint, isn't it? You get uh. a little John Fleck. <laughs> To be honest, no, I that think, can't be right. I think we've been done there because um, we've been royally screwed there. Haven't absolutely, we? I, I call conspiracy on this. I think we it's nonsense. Trended. We 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 trended. <laughs> I think we might have got Reed into a bit of trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Reader. Reader. We know sorry. you listen. We love you. We only did it for a giggle, Reader. I apologise, but the, uh, I did notice that uh, the, the terms and conditions were changed of um, the um, the entry for that particular <laughs> award, where you had to play seventeen games uh, throughout the season, even though Reader hadn't played seventeen. Oh, he played sixteen. Why on earth to put him on the list to be chose for? He would not play uh, enough games. So, yes, um, we'll, um, I think we should apologise to Coventry City. Uh, apologise to Reed Johnson. Uh, yeah. We are sorry, but it was chuffing funny, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what? To be fair, Reed will not... be listening to this now and wetting himself. <laughs> Let's he not... won't understand a word of it. Reed, are you laughing? Are you? Oh, Reader. Let's not be glum here because simultaneously as Coventry were uh, making mockery of democracy with that absolute crock, uh, Fernando Forestieri, this is, this is uh, up-to-date information from Dom House and friend of the show, he has watched Fernando Forestieri beat off both Barry Bannon and Tom Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, hang on. No, hang on. No, there were, there were some words missed out there. Uh, Dom Housen is reporting that Fernando Forestieri beat off competition oh. by Barry Bannon oh. and Tom Lees to win the Sheffield Star Football Award tonight. Player of the oh. season. Oh, well Player of the season. I think we've got everybody so excited with Phil Vick's buckets, then it's just going oh, round round now. 100%. I think so we'll be out tonight because there's no fudge. And, and to add to that, Ed, they've also voted uh, Carlos as manager of the year. Oh, fantastic. Can't so argue with that. We're, wipe, we're wiping it clean. Absolutely. What I- did John Brayford win? Uh, second best beard. <laughs> beard. <Yes. laughs> didn't even, didn't even win Dave. best beard. <laughs> Got it, Dave. Dave won it. <laughs> uh, Victoria, my darling, if people would like to find your wonderful words, etc., etc., where can we find out the news all about you over there on social medias? All my news. 
um, is available at Victoria1867 on the Twitter. Fantastic. Uh, Rich, all being what an absolute pleasure to have you on properly uh, for a change. Rich, of course, is usually hidden away in the background doing our social media in, but if people want to get a look at you personally, Rich, where can we do that? You can find me on uh, with my ramblings on at Dickie Owl on Twitter. Um, and unlike Vic, I'm not on Tinder, so you can't get me on there. <laughs> I am no longer on Tinder. <gasps> Off the market. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit, yeah, it's fine. It's hard work having your bucket filled that much that often, Eddie. Exactly, exactly, that's it. I was like, after Saturday, that's it. I'm not, I'm not bothering anymore. My bucket's been filled. No more Tinder or plenty of fish. <laughs> um, Eddie, Obin, where can people get all of you over there on the Twitter? Speaking of plenty of fish, um, I'm excited because as soon as the football season is over, um, something else that we all have to look forward to, and that is the release of possibly the best film, um, the most eagerly awaited film of all time, and that is Sharknado 4. Oh, which, uh, fantastic. Which is, which is subtitled... I thought you were talking about Diggerland Lakes. Oh, hey, hey, well, hang on. Oh, Diggerland. So, Wednesday week trip to see it? Yes. Yes. I'm thinking, when, <laughs> uh, we'll call it the Wednesday weekender. Friday night we all go and watch Sharknado 4. Saturday we go to fucking Diggerland. Um, <laughs> And then Sunday, we, Sunday we all fill Vic's bucket. Fill <laughs> or feel? I didn't hear well, that properly. Either, you know what? Either either. It's you know what? We'll make money no matter what. So. Uh, oh God. So yeah, look out for that if you want to get to to pre-book because space is limited, not that limited of course. <laughs> Um, at Sausage Arms on Twitter <laughs> fantastic uh, of course you can get all the meat over there on the Twitter as well at Lord H that's L0RD underscore H you can get all the podcast and speak to Rich again at TWWcast you can find us on Facebook on YouTube again I would like to thank everybody that has liked the videos and, and given us those reviews over there on iTunes as well I can't stress how much that really really helps a podcast to grow and I really really do appreciate that ladies and gents it's been a pleasure as always be good be safe and we'll see you real soon started saying that to my dog in the morning actually i'm like right i'll see you later be good be safe i'll see you real soon she's like what the fuck are you talking about mother it's the 90th minute you've got all your mates around you've got your mcnugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go your mates already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points back of the net lubosh automate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.